the group to be really cohesive and together has to have not only a common purpose, a commonality of thought that they all share, it also has to have some type of protagonist, some type of uh, situation, people, place, things, circumstances, events that they oppose. Mm -hmm. That counts for uh, negative and positive groups also. Okay. Let's say you oppose litter. Okay. So you unite a group to oppose litter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one here. It's called Pretty Up Beachview in our neighborhood. Pretty Up Beachview. Yeah, <laughs> they do fantastic very, things. That's very nice. So the idea here, that in order to form group cohesiveness, you have to have like-minded people. You have to have a focus, a mission statement. And also, you have to have something to keep things together. So... Uh, People generally don't unite unless there's some type of a common cause or foe. Right. Okay. And if there isn't one, then it has to be generated. And gener- and it's usually generated by what? By our old friend, the common emotion, the fun- fundamental emotion that we talk about. Ah, fear. Yes. Fear. Yes. And fear right. is generally when we there's some concern or apprehension that something is going to be taken away from us or something will not be given to us. And that's what we've heard all over the years, right? Um, you know, uh, the certain site, like they're going to come in and take our jobs. They're going to mm. come in and do this. They're going to come in and take our freedoms, right? Yes. Um, like that, like you see that and you just put, you know, whatever behind it. The, the the Russians, the communists, the Nazis, the or whatever down the line. What happens is, is whether right or wrong, you make a group, an individual, whatever, a movement, something to be feared because it's going to take away something from you, mm-hmm. whether that's right or wrong. So quite often what we've talked about is if you tell a lie loud enough and long enough, people will begin to believe it just like we talk about our mindsets. When we talk about that hive mind, we talk about that group mind, okay? We begin to say to ourselves, I shouldn't think this way. I should think the way my friends think. I don't I don't want to stand out. I don't want to be the oddball. I don't want to be the weirdo. I want to get invited to the next party. I want to get invited to the next event. And if I don't conform, I won't be invited. And it all talks about the problem that we all have with being alone, which is one of the things we talk about on this program quite often, is who do you spend more time with other than yourself? No one. However, and that's what we encourage people to be able to label and describe and really start that relationship with themselves. That's one of the things that we work together constantly. We're this thing about, I need someone to fulfill me Okay, if you need someone to fulfill you, then there's a large void in yourself that 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 needs to be examined to stand back and take a look at it. If I need to belong to this group to feel good about myself, then there's something missing inside of me that only I can feel. Please don't think that I'm banging against fraternities or sororities. They're they're wonderful organizations. However, sometimes you join us things to have a sense of wanting to belong. Mm -hmm. And quite often some of the things that go, some of the themes, some of the things that are get involved, perhaps you wouldn't do on your own. However, 
to avoid rocking the boat or being perceived as not with the program, you go along with it. Come on, man. Are you a square? <laughs> are you a weirdo? Are you this I or think that? I just dropped like a 60s reference. Yes. So, <laughs> so how many, and again, I'm talking from the world that I belong to, uh, when I deal with people, I deal with people who have had collateral damage from their involvement with social media. I deal with many people who have never fit in their whole lives and always felt less than or not heard. Okay. So uh, I deal with that end of it. However, I know enough to take the perspective that I realize that I'm getting a slanted and biased view of the social media world. Mm -hmm. So why don't you talk a little bit about what some of the positive aspects of uh, social media are? Uh, so from the um, social media side, like I said, I, I think there is, um, whereas we're talking about people kind of, you know, negatively coming together in some groups, like some people who do have a sense of loneliness and would benefit from, you know, being shown that they're not the only one that deals with a certain situation, whatever it may be, you know, whether it be, you know, a loss of a loved one or, or a disease or, or something else like that. Right. They can find a community that can help them process at that point, you know, much, much like, much like, you know, for somebody in drug and out, mm -hmm. uh, uh, alcohol therapy, uh, you know, that, 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 that AA group, you know, you know, brings you that sense of, okay, I'm not alone in dealing with this and the sponsor and everything helps you along. Like, you know, in other situations, that can be the thing. It's our singleness of purpose that mm -hmm. binds us together when we all have a common goal of recovery. Uh, one of the things that I hear so more and more about is the intrusion, the unknown intrusion into our lives by uh, these various corporations, companies, perhaps government that want to mine all this information out there to subtly influence decisions. That is an issue. And unfortunately, all these tools come for free and free is not an actual price out there. They have, somebody has to pay for all this. And that is, um, you know, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product is one thing that they, they say. Would you say that again? If you're not paying for the product, you are the product. Mm. That's why you have, you know, you have ads on Facebook. They're collecting the data on you. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you can make a decision not to be a part of that. We always say everything's a choice here, don't we, Jim? Yes, we do. You can choose not to be a part of that system and be a part of the product. Uh, I feel like we're, I'm talking about Soylent Green a little bit. It was yes. reference another book from a, a probably right. around the same era as 1984. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's part of the process there. And I think there needs to be an understanding of that and an understanding of privacy and things you should and should not say for your own protection, um, as in even in private messages like that, you know, don't treat them as private messages. Don't say anything in a private message or anywhere on the Internet, and no, matter, no matter your privacy settings, um, unless you're some kind of security expert even then, that, that you couldn't see you know, you would not be damaged by that coming out someday. I think that's a very important point that some people do not. They certainly let themselves become more than vulnerable. Absolutely. Open, some, open themselves up. You know, how many times somebody has said something about me in a private messages that has been screenshot and sent to me? Mm. Right? I mean, th th that shows, which also leads me to be very careful about what I say to other people in the privacy of 
Um, some people we know that work in government have always told me, like, I will never say anything in text that I don't want to get out there, you know, on, you know, on, on a government server or not. So generally what I advise people when they go to start going to 12 step meetings, I say, despite all of the protestations of anonymity, Mm -hmm. please don't say anything inside of this room that you don't want repeated outside of it because it will be. Absolutely. Okay, so so how do you advise people to approach the social media aspect of their lives? Um, I would say cautiously. I, I think maybe this is this is also kind of a, a thing because we always talk about like learning your own voice, right? Um, determine what your voice is. Um, have um, a little bit of self-awareness, right? I know, you know, not to put on a persona, but I know what part of me I want to put out there. Right. And there's a certain not version of me, but there is a certain part of me that you get when you go to at Sorgatron on any platform. Right. But there is another part of me that you see when you when I'm taking the helm and there's multiple people that do it at, at Mayhem Show. Right. Certain words are said there that I won't say on. The, yes. <laughs> for instance, you know, um, you know, but that that's part of it. It's, uh, you know, we use the terms personal branding and things like that. But that is part of it. You know, it is a, a, a something like that. You know, there, there is a little bit of um, just know that whatever you do with that keyboard, with that phone, no matter what that company claims is something that can be on the Internet somewhere in some server in some country forever. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about making wise mind choices. We're talking about having pause before reaction. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we always preface a wise mind choice by saying, if you look at that choice or if you look at what you said tomorrow, next week, a month from now, would you still be proud of that choice? Absolutely. Uh, we have freedom of uh, we have freedom of uh, speech and expression in this country, but we do not have uh, freedom and protections against the consequences of those expressions and, and words. We have the freedom of expression. We have the freedom of uh, thought to the extent that it does not interfere with another person's mm -hmm. health or wellness or Absolutely. liberty. Absolutely. That's unacceptable. There's certain levels of civility that one wants to maintain in society. We we want to get along. And a uh, really good lesson from another colleague of mine. He does, he is very vocal on his Twitter and has talked about how, like, then he will have a client come up and they look, of course, they're going to look at his Twitter account. This was several years ago when this was still kind of a newish thing. And he's like, he's like, I do say things. And, and the difference is if an employer does question me about them, I will stand by the thing I said. Right. And that's his choice. And I'll do the same thing. I will stand by anything I do say, even when I am kind of poking at something. Right. Um, and and I think that's that's the difference. Right. So you do what you say and you say what you do. Absolutely. You take, and what we always talk about on this program is taking ownership and taking responsibility for what you do and say. And you could see the tweets I haven't sent. <laughs> There's always a moment there, right? So again, you know, we always keep referring back to twelve-step recovery here. Mm -hmm. What does that uh, ten step say? Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Mm -hmm. So we've done podcasts in the past on people who always uh, insist on being right. I'm sure there's many people out there uh, on the opposite end of that spectrum. Not in, not in this room. Not at all in this room. 
On the opposite <laughs> end of that spectrum, we've also done a podcast on serial apologizers. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite ones, actually, because so many people that I deal with, so many people out in the world, they resonate with that. And they say, that's me. That's me. So what we try to do is we find on this particular program, our platform, what we try to do is find commonalities. We throw different topics out there. We go into all different types of directions. We try to have different type of views and thoughts here, uh, performers on this show, to find a common connection with someone somewhere. Okay? If you don't particularly find this uh, program connecting with you, keep listening because it's like the weather. It'll change. Absolutely. I mean, just looking, we have a a, a singer-songwriter that overcame a stuttering problem. We have uh, somebody who's performed with the greatest acts in history, and she's doing her own thing about rhythm and drums right here with Rhythm Games. Yes. Uh, we have uh, uh, so much more comedians, uh, you know, just just a great menagerie of, uh, of wonderful friends that we've made on the so show. So one, one of the things is we also have our own platform, but our desire is to provide a platform for others also. Mm-hmm. Perhaps their voice hasn't been heard. Perhaps their story hasn't been heard. Uh, I've encouraged through social media that we have to have people who people who have a recovery story, mm-hmm. to share what happened in their lives. We would be glad to have them on this show to provide a, to provide a platform. And keep in mind that it doesn't necessarily have to be drugs or alcohol. People in recovery from many things. Our friend with uh, the uh, stuttering issue that dealt, deals with that successfully in his life and makes some really wonderful music. So to give that person a platform, uh, when we had Chris, uh, our person who dealt with the bipolar disorder most of his life, and wanted to come on the show to explain how he worked through that. He didn't let it define him. I encourage everyone out there, should they have uh, the courage, should they have a desire to share with others what works in their life, and I ask people to commit to that because that's a great responsibility. Uh, Gratitude's an action word. It must go forward. Uh, To keep to yourself something that has worked in your life, I believe, is selfish and self-centered. If you have something that you could share and help people out there and perhaps would have the courage to do so, uh, we offer you this platform and we encourage everyone out there to contact us and should uh, the stars cross, uh, perhaps we can get together and have you share your story. We've hoped that we've maybe provoked you a little bit into some action. Uh, What we try to do is irritate people enough to get them out of their comfort zone, to maybe say what's on their mind, not the hive mind or the group mind. And as always, at the end of every program, we give a free prescription, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, unplug your television, and take up fishing and fruit. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Until then, do a kindness for yourself, do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself, forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. 
This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.